seven of Bet MLS with Eero and Oso. Been our best week of the season so far. All I mean, this was this may have been our best week of all time. Um, at, at least the closest we've come to a full eight no sweep. Yeah, I mean, we're well, we back is 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 is, is what we need to say. Here. <laughs> I'm up seven well, and a half. Some years. of us may have left. Yeah, you, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you do a little bit better than me, but uh, yeah, we're we're getting it back going here. We we're starting to feel our reads a little bit. Yep. Um, a lot of different uh stuff going on, but I think we're finally in like that middle of this. You know, we're we're getting towards that part of the season where we can actually know what's going on. Um, yeah, and we'll see how this week goes. Like the only two we missed, NYCFC, which anyone who watched that game, there was only going to be one team that won that game in the last 15 minutes. Like they were pushing, probably should have beat New England. And then mm-hmm. Dominique Baji misses an open goal from like five feet out on a cross that would have hit my Cincinnati uh, over one and a half goals pick. But we're not going to complain about six and two. We're not going to complain about plus three and a half units overall. And we broke our streak on the goal scorers. So finally, both uh, of us did is the most important part. Yes, both of us did. Mine was it, it, it ended in the most ridiculous way. A Olympic like a wind aided Olympico. Uh, yeah, off that's, the a, that, that's the only way it can end. But <laughs> yes, exactly. They're going to miss open chances, but the Olympico uh, flies in. So we'll fire it up this week. It's a really interesting board. We've got CCL back, uh, you know, causing a little bit of havoc on things. Uh, I'll get us started this week. And I am looking to a team we faded last week. We just mentioned them. Uh, I'm going to be back in New England this week as my uh, favorite kind of money line pick of the week. There's, I, I will say, like anyone who got on that Seattle pick, where they were inexplicably, we'll talk about that game in a minute, but they were inexplicably like plus 120 when the line came out. Um, I have that line. I already have a unit on it, but it's moved. I mean, that it's it's all the way up to like minus 150 now. Uh, so yeah, we're not going to, I wouldn't advise, uh, I, I don't like taking uh, favorites at that number. Um, no. So I'm going to go New England. They're right. I, I got them at minus 105, uh, right about even money. As I mentioned, they didn't look amazing versus NYCFC last week, um, and they haven't actually been very good uh, over the last month. They haven't won the XG battle since week two, um, but this is more about fading Montreal, okay? Like, they lost 5 nothing to the Whitecaps last week. Uh, they have now, obviously... The With heavy- the red card? With the red card, and and I mentioned the, the loss, the heavy loss skews things, but they have the most non-penalty expected goals in the league. Uh, they're averaging... 2.26 expected goals per game. That is not good. And yes, they got, you know, blasted last week, but that's almost three quarters of a goal more than every other team in the league, except for one. They have the worst defense in the league, you know, regardless. And they lost Rudy Camacho, who is one of their starting center backs. All five goals were allowed after he went out. Um, I'm not as familiar with Montreal's backup center back options, but, uh, you know, give me the revs here. And one other thing I'll add, we saw Carlos Hill play 90 minutes that last week. He scored a goal. He's healthy. He's at home. That is so huge to everything that New England does. Um, I like New England in a conference matchup. Two teams that are familiar, familiar with each other uh, this week at home at almost even money. Uh, give me New England. Ben, you mentioned this was kind of the obvious pick on the board. Uh, I thought there was two. You took the other one. Um, I, I like this one as well. Yeah, I think this was 
Yeah, I mean, New England was definitely when I looked at the board. You had already sent me your picks. Yep, early. I looked at the board, you know, <laughs> really like looking for picks. I know, obviously, I, I check, you know, throughout the course of the week just to like get a little bit of a feel. But you know, when I wanted to start drill drill down, New England was the obvious pick. So I'd back you on that. Uh, I also, I mean, I know you don't, you didn't. So you said there's a two obvious picks. The other one that I was looking at that did, that I didn't pick was Houston at plus one forty. Yeah, LA is in a little bit of disarray. Greg Vanny is. Doing some yeah. interesting press conferences. Chicharito is back this week. Um, okay, that could be okay. a positive or a negative. We don't really know at this point. <laughs> That's in his a good year. point. <laughs> um, but Houston at plus one forty at home, I think, is uh, decent. Um, yeah. But the pick that I have is Cincy plus one fifteen. You know, maybe the best team in the league uh, so far. The numbers back that up. The underlying numbers back that up. Uh, look, they're playing one of the other best teams in the league. You know, that hasn't really been the record in MLS, but we know the reasons why. Yep. The reasons why is because Philly is participating in CCL. They did play on Tuesday, so they have plenty of rest before this one. I think the key point here is they have to go to Guadalajara yeah. Yeah. on Wednesday night. Guadalajara, obviously, at elevation. Now, Jim Curtin has not really done like a full rotation. He's done maybe a couple couple guys here and there, so we're not, we'll probably expect something similar. But I think even without a couple start, you know, Damian Lowe started the other night. So, you know, Ed Jack, Elliot's probably back and maybe he'll swap out Glass. It's just, it, there's going to be a couple different starters. It's not going to be the full starting offense. You're probably see, I mean, Ura and Carranza both didn't, Ura did not start on Tuesday. Yep. So I, it's, it's a little bit interesting. Uh, but look, they're not going to have a full starting 11 since he is. Um, and I think with that, you know, all the, I, all the numbers point to, yes, they are, since he is very much real. And playing against a team that's not going to be fully invested in the game uh, is going to give them a little bit of an advantage. And the plus 115, I think, is a good number. If it was minus 115, I think I'd have gone with Houston. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree. I think I think anytime I can get Cincy at plus money at home, obviously last week they let me down on that extra goal, which I probably deserved by trying to cheat a little bit. Uh, so I, I probably deserve to lose that game uh, 1-0, uh, get the win but lose. But again... I, Philly hasn't been great this year so far. They're giving up a lot of goals, which is the thing that is is kind of confusing to me. Obviously, they had like sporting is maybe one of the bottom two or three teams in the league and they couldn't score on them. Andre Blake is clearly not healthy yet. Like he wasn't even taking the goal kicks uh, in the CCL game. So there's no way that he plays uh, on Saturday. Um, I wouldn't expect it. And like you said, I, I think the fact that they got that one nil win and like that, if they had lost to Atlas, maybe they don't go like all in on the second leg knowing that they don't have a great chance. But I think now it's like, okay, that I, I could see them not even having a much heavier rotation for this game than the last game. So um, I'm definitely going to be, I, I already did place that bet uh, to tell you on that one. Um, my I'm red hot. I've hit three underdogs in a row uh, completely on fire right now with the underdogs, which, uh, which is where we make our, our biggest money of the year, typically. And there's one line that I really like this week. It's not a good underdog board, as we'll hear from your... Uh, it's from a, well. Yeah, it's an absolutely terrible underdog it's, board. It's brutal. I'm not going to fade New York at home, either team, either New York team at home. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not a great underdog board. But I did find one spot, and that's going to be the Portland Timbers. So I got them at uh, plus 270. I'm doing a half unit plus 270, half unit on double chance at minus 115. This one raised my eyebrow because I think it's way overrating the result that the Whitecaps got on Saturday. You look at it and you're like, oh, they won 5-0. Okay, well, they were against a 10-man opponent that's terrible defensively and lost one of their two starting center backs and one of their most important players. 
this to me is priced like, okay, Portland and Vancouver are both not good teams right now, but this is priced like only one of those teams is bad. So uh, if you give me what I see as a coin flip, I think these teams are very similar as they stand right now. I think Portland has a much higher ceiling. If you're giving me plus 270 in a Cascadia game like this, I think it's a really good number. Um, The other thing I'll say is like, We've talked earlier in the year about how Portland is a really slow starting team, typically under uh, uh, Savarese. The second half against Dallas, obviously I'm a Dallas fan, so I watched the game uh, with 360 going as well. But they played really well in the second half, and it seemed like they kind of figured something out. They're getting a little bit healthier, and I think that they are going to go to Vancouver having not they need to get points. They've They've dropped a lot of points. They really need to win. And then the last thing is, Okay, Vancouver last night, we're recording this on Thursday, they got absolutely destroyed by LAFC. That was a very demoralizing loss, I think, for them. And they played on Wednesday night. Now, granted, it's still, you know, they were at home, so they're still at home. But I think that factors into it a little bit as well. We'll see if they do have a rotation. Like, I don't know if Sartini, like, the fact that they lost so bad, they're not going to LA and beating them by three goals next week. Uh, but... Yeah, we'll see how that affects it. I think all of those things together give me the Timbers plus 270 uh, at home or on the road. Excuse me. I like that one. Um, yeah, this is I think we know it's a bad dog board when we're looking at draws. Uh, so let's let's hear this one. I didn't have a pick earlier. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, the only one I was thinking of was Dallas at plus 200. Now, if you look at what has been going on with my underdogs, every single time I pick an underdog, basically, the game ends up in a draw. <laughs> yep even when because i haven't been doing the double chance thing for the most part um so instead of pushing it and saying dallas plus 200 i'm just gonna go with the draw there against miami on the road i like it I'm not playing so well dallas playing eh yeah. um you you talked about them and yeah I, I i just figure at this point might as well go for the draw instead of trying to push the win but yeah well, the um, board is really bad uh, Dallas has played two road games. One of them was a draw, and the other one should have been a draw against LAFC, but Buanga scored a weird kind of deflected goal. So, um, yeah, I like that. I mean, are you going to go half unit on that one, I guess? Or ha- how did that go? Are you going full unit on the draw? What are you doing? I mean, I always go I always go full unit on the dog, so, you know. All right, well, we'll write okay. it out. It's always, like a, it's always like a, so, you know, if I go half unit, it's going to hit. So Yeah, right, yeah, we'll take, yeah, we'll do it. Hit. No, I like that pick because I think that, Dallas is a very difficult team to beat at the end of the day. Um, and But I, I, I don't see them going to, to uh, Miami winning that game either. I see a very low scoring game. I think that look at the um, look at the under in that game. Um, speaking of unders, there is a wagon in MLS. Look, we try to be entertaining on this show, right? We try to give out really fun picks. We try to uh, give you a good bang for your uh, buck in terms of time. A really fun 20 minutes. Damn it, this show is about giving out winners, Ben. We want to give out winners. So I am going straight back to the well that I had last week. Nashville under. It has hit in every single game this year, under two and a half goals. Toronto, this has hit, I think, in four out of six games this year. Uh, they, They had a bad game against Charlotte last week, which is maybe bumping up the number a little bit. But... How is Nashville, Toronto un- under two and a half goals? It's plus one hundred five. You're still getting plus money on this. I don't, I don't understand why the books are not adjusting to Nashville unders. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. 
both teams, a score hasn't hit in a national game yet this year. Um, you remember last year we hit Toronto as like a plus 450 underdog against Nashville, I think. Uh, that was after they had signed Bernadeschi and Insigne, and the books like hadn't adjusted to that yet. Uh, one of the all-time yeah. bad MLS moments. Uh, but yeah, Toronto's coming off a bad game. I think that uh, I, I think that they're going to be looking to lock up defensively in this one. Again, Nashville doesn't have a good center forward, um, and and they're just they they had a nice result. The XG may have flattered them a little bit against uh, against Orlando, but we hit it last week. I'm just gonna stay on it. I don't see why uh, this this is a wagon that as long as you're giving me under two and a half goals in Nashville games, I'm gonna keep riding it until it doesn't hit. Um, so yeah, give me the under in Nashville, Toronto, and I also like by the way the under in Chicago, Minnesota. I I don't know why that one's two and a half as well. Those are two teams that can't score either so um yeah now this is one that i mentioned seattle earlier we're gonna we're gonna be talking seattle st louis for pretty much the rest of the show uh seattle they, four they, games that we previously talked about yes i have not seen line movement in a game for like this almost ever um whoever opened that at seattle plus 125 uh probably got scolded a little bit uh if if ever big money is flying in on mls games <laughs> um but big uh, money Big money, but you 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 hit the under last week in St. Louis. Yeah, I gotta been, have another St. Louis pick. Well, I've been yeah. First of all, I have to have a St. Louis bet every single week. Yeah. Second of all, well, we were joking about because I was I was definitely leaning towards picking. I know you were pissed Florida off. For the you were dog, pissed. I was so pissed <laughs> off because I got scared off, even though I knew I had to do a Seattle a uh, St. Louis pick. Um, you know, I've been doing unders, I think the past couple of weeks, that's not been, you know, I've hit last week, obviously, but you know, not as fun. We got to go back to the overs. Sure. Sure. Over three and a half. Give me plus one sixty. That's Look, crazy. You know, the game last week was one, nothing, uh, the St. Louis game. That was because they were at home. It's basically played out exactly how they talked about it. What I was referencing when I made the pick, yep. how they talked about it extra time, what we thought was going to happen basically played out exactly like that. You know what's how it's not going to play out like that in Seattle because we know that Seattle is going to have the ball. St. Louis is going to press the press them. That of course has worked for them so far this year. Now I don't think it's going to work for them to that degree, but I think they'll be able to get a goal uh, in Seattle. And I think Seattle, yeah, yeah, yeah. two or three, this is going to be a high scoring one. This is going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year so far. Um, and we, you know, the two of four highest scoring teams, uh, and. Numbers back that up. Look, they have had – they've been decently strong defensively. St. Louis has been lucky defensively. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think we have a, it's a three-to-one game. It's a two-to-two two game. It's Seattle could run them over. They could play through them. Uh, I think this will be a really fun one. I think it's going to be a lot of goals in this one. You're going to be plus 116 over three and a half. Let's have some fun on Saturday night. Yeah, this is one that I am really looking forward to as a – uh, the late night games have been pretty crap so far this year. It's like the 6.30, 7.30 games uh, central time have been really good. And then you're kind of like wanting that nightcap and it's been like, you know, Vancouver versus Montreal and stuff like that. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, this is going to be a fun game, like you said. Uh, and we're going to learn a lot about St. Louis in this one, whether it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors, which is what we think, or whether they, you know, truly have something. So uh, I like that pick and my goal score is going to be right along those lines because I feel confidently that Seattle is going to keep their goal scoring form going and that they're going to put at least two or three past um, St. Louis. So I was looking at their players and Rory Diaz. Okay. Now let me caveat this. I'm not a hundred. If I'm going to wait till lineups come out and see who's starting because he didn't start last week. 
I think he'll be back in the starting lineup this week, but Schmetzer might go with kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We like him coming off the bench right now, but Rui Diaz is plus 140 uh, at home. Now this is a, we're in the middle of season three of bet MLS. And one of our things that we've talked about in the past is when Rui Diaz is over about plus 110 at home, you like that. Uh, you like that money. So if he's starting at plus one, yeah, that's a big if. I mean, <laughs> do what? It's a big. It's a pretty big if, isn't it? That's why I'm saying I'm going to wait until the lineups come out. If Rui Diaz is starting, I'm going to play him plus one forty. If Jordan Morris, if he's not starting, I'm going to pivot to Jordan Morris at plus one twenty five. Okay. Which still, like Jordan Morris at plus one twenty five, the hottest goal scorer in the league, like. You don't mind that at all, especially like you mentioned, St. Louis as a high pressing team, which, according to some people, the very first high pressing team in MLS history. Um, <laughs> I don't they know invented the high press. They invented the high press um, because Austin or just or New York Red Bulls have just never existed. Well, SKC um, invented the high press in MLS. That's a good point. Where were you in 2011, bro? Yes. Uh, so we're going to go Rui Diaz plus 140 if he's starting. Jordan Morris at plus 125 uh, if Rui Diaz isn't. Because, again, I was going to say you like Jordan Morris with his counterattack opportunities against the high press. Um, let's wrap it up this week with a guy who, uh, yeah, we'll see. Let, let's, let's hope he hits the scoreboard again. Yeah, I mean, look, we already talked about this game. Um, so we're going back to Cincinnati. Uh, we're going Lucho Acosta. You could go with Brenner. You could go with Vas- Vasquez. I found it a little shocking when I was scrolling down. Hmm. Uh, he was like eighth or ninth, I think, on the on the list for the game. He's so not I was just, I mean, right because it's weird. What Vasquez hasn't been scoring that much. Well, like Vasquez is one goal, right? So yeah, like, I'm not gonna go with that. But um, what I what I was gonna say is, is like I was going through all the games. Usually, I think everyone can understand what I usually do is I look at the worst teams in the league, yep. um, worst defensive teams in the league, and I pick the best goal scorer on the other team. That's pretty much what I do every single week. It's pretty similar pattern. It's worked and out PK taker well best years. Yeah, and the taker. I know Lucho Acosta does not have a goal this year. Uh, so that's a little that's maybe why he's eighth or ninth. We know that he can score goals. We know that he can score goals. Yep. So at plus what's I I didn't it's plus like 240. Plus, plus 240. Yeah. So give me it. Give me yep. it. This yep. is a big game. They're gonna come out. They know this is a statement game. Lucho Acosta is the best player on the team. Um, he's gonna put his statement on this one. I like it. I like it. Let's uh, let's rock and roll. Let's keep the hot streak going. I think uh, I think the 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 dog is going to hit for you this week. It has to um, finally. And uh, yeah, that draw, baby. Hopefully, everyone's been tailing the picks the last few weeks as we've uh, as we've been hot, and we'll keep it going. So, thank you guys for listening, and uh, and we'll catch you next time.